What is driving people to want to buy? Well, I think the fundamentals are still the same in terms of there's a lack of housing out there. It's not as if the demand has disappeared. You know, we had a record housing market just over 12 months ago. The people that wanted to buy 12, 18 months ago are still wanting to, to buy now. Hello to everybody watching and welcome to the Investment Insights podcast with Select Property. I'm Amber Fur, and today I'm here with John Doyle, Head of New Homes at On The Market. So firstly, John, thank you for joining me in sunny Manchester today. Hi Amber, thank you for having me. Um, so we've got quite a lot to discuss over the next 20 minutes or so. So I just wanted to start by setting the scene really. Yeah. Obviously it's been quite a unique few years globally. Um, but what we have seen is that the UK property market has remained remarkably buoyant considering. You know, this year, of course, we've had rising inflation and of course then mortgage rates. Yep. How has the market remained comparatively stable and what underpins that buyer sentiment? Okay, um, yeah, thanks for having me, Amber. So I guess the things that we look at are our property sentiment index. Um, so we run a report every month and we survey roughly 100,000 people across the UK. And the two key drivers we're looking for is um, buyer sentiment and seller sentiment. And it has remained remarkably resilient, as you say. So if we look at uh, buyer sentiment for this month, uh, month of August, it was at 76% of um, buyers were confident that they would move in the next three months. Um, sellers slightly less so, 63%, um, although we are very much in a buyer's market at the moment. So um, as you say, with, with interest rates rising, uh, with inflation, I think it's, it's creating uh, more challenges for, for sellers. Um, so yeah, so they're the, they're the sort of the key factors that we look at when we're looking at the overall market. We're also able, when we look at that data, to then um, drill it down across different regions as well. So we can look at what's the sentiment, um, both for buyers and sellers across the UK. Um, from our perspective, the reason that we, we, we do this survey is that we believe that it's what sentiment is that drives markets. And so if we can take that data from the people on our site, obviously that, that adds a lot of value to our customers as well. Um, so yeah, they're, they're the things that we look to do. Um, if we look um, at why the sentiment is high for buyers, one of the things that we pride ourselves on as a portal is that the people that visit our site are very serious about moving. And one of the reasons for that is one of our key USPs is we have a, a key feature called Only With Us, which means we have thousands of properties that are listed on our site 24 or 48 hours before the other portals, okay. which means if you're really serious about moving, then you will go on to uh, on the market to look. So, so the, the people that are on our site tend to be very much in market and looking to move. Okay, great. And when you say that that buyer sentiment is really strong and it's a buyer's market, yeah. what is driving people to want to buy at the moment? Well, I think the fundamentals are still the same in terms of there's a lack of housing out there. You know, it's not as if the demand has disappeared. You know, We had a record housing market just over 12 months ago. Obviously, we had the, the mini budget, which was well documented, and there was you know lots of kind of panic should I say yeah. uh, you know and and I think since then uh, the government and you know the Bank of England have been sort of wrestling with inflation and things like that and obviously trying to to calm the market down um, but the people that wanted to buy 12 18 months ago 
are still wanting to, to buy now. And, you know, there's still people are going to have to move for, for various reasons, you know, because of families are growing or, you know, because they're, you know, they're moving up in a promotion or whatever it might be. So I think all the key fundamentals are there. The challenges are, as, as is well documented, interest rates have increased so much. It's just making it much harder now for um, f- for buyers to get onto, onto the housing ladder. And I think we'll probably come onto it in a minute. But I think that's obviously creating um much more um sort of buoyancy in the rental market now absolutely um, yeah. because because people particularly first-time buyers um you know you know i as I'm, as you mentioned i'm head of new homes so i'm sort of in a fortunate position to deal with uh, developers um build to rent developers retirement um sort of investors that the whole kind of array of different customers and you know so much of the housing market was sort of dependent on the help to buy scheme yeah. obviously with that ending uh, that was a real uh, driver um, for uh, first-time buyers specifically to get onto the housing market so so there's obviously you know developers are having to be more creative in terms yeah. of how they can help those first-time buyers get on the housing ladder but unfortunately um, it's probably harder now than it has been for a long time which means that you know they're now having to look at rental properties as well absolutely which of course as you say is sort of squeezing that rental market even more and we were already in sort of quite a supply and demand imbalance which of course is driving up rents etc yeah um but which regions are you seeing that are sort of taking the lion's share of that demand yeah so there's as i said with the sentiment index we we break it down across the country so another um sort of metric that we look at in terms of how do we how can we gauge how um, successful a market is and how busy a market is is the length of time it takes from a property to go from being first listed to sold subject to contract and 42 percent of our properties that are listed on our site in the last 30 days um gone sold subject to contract within a 30-day period so wow. even though you know there are all of these challenges going on if your property is priced correctly and it's in a good location, then it, it will sell. Um, that's probably the, the biggest challenge, you know, because maybe some sellers have still got expectations of the market 18 months ago. So they need to just readjust their expectations slightly and, and hopefully they can achieve that price. But going back to your question, we break it down across the regions. And so if we look at for example, London um, is about 30, I think 34, 36 um, percent. Take, taking before it goes first listed to sold subject contract whereas other areas such as the northwest it's like 41 okay. percent west midlands is 42 percent. so they're very much in line with with the, the uk average so i think there's there's still certain areas that are you know still showing you know still certainly holding up but uh, as i say i think it's just now that the price has to be more in line with with the market rather than you know 18 months ago you could probably put it on you know 10% higher yeah and you, you'd actually maybe get a sale whereas now you know yeah. you have to be more realistic okay great and let's sort of I know you talked a little bit there about the rental market but let's yeah. move to talk about that so right move reported last month that the northwest is seeing the highest demand in the country for rental inquiries and rental inquiries were about seven per property in 2019 yeah. And they've now gone up to 30 per property in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that really does just show the, the huge demand for Manchester rental property. And it's similar in cities like Birmingham, Leeds as well. Yeah. What is driving that rental demand at the yeah. moment? Well, firstly, I can't believe you mentioned right move. Uh, but Sorry anyway, about no, that. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, so if we look at our, our data, and, and you're right, it's reflective across many of the portals. Um, I think what we we look at is, as we touched on it, the demand is 
is far, far higher now. So I looked at some of our data recently and overall uh, rental demand year on year is up about 34, 36%. Um, so that's obviously you know considerable year on year growth and that's reflective of what we're talking about. Um, if you look at areas such as Birmingham, seen a 51% increase, wow, okay. which is significant. Yeah. And and the Northwest, uh, you're looking at our data, seen an 18% increase. Um, so obviously there'll be regional differences and there'll be factors for that based on the amount of stock that's out there and if it's new properties and, yeah. and all that type of thing. But generally, yeah, the rental market is incredibly buoyant. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to speak to uh, lots of different um, sort of, you know, clients, whether that's uh, investor clients such as yourself or uh, you know build to rent developers and you know all of the the build to rent developers speak to i mean occupancy rates are you know nearly 100 uh, percent they're mm. getting you know anecdotal conversations you know sort of like 40 50 applicants per per property so mm. there really is a, and i think that the key thing is you know if they're in you know key sort of central city locations you know with, with great amenities and this type of thing then yeah, there's there's a very very strong demand for them. Absolutely, and I would just echo that as well. So within our residential brand affinity living, we're yeah. seeing ninety nine percent occupancy. Yeah. Um, and you know it's a matter of hours often that there is an empty apartment. Yeah. So it really is a, a huge market, and I think. It's also down to so many things. Both Birmingham and Manchester have five universities each with yep. a huge graduate retention rate. Um, and of course, that means a growing talent pool, growing job markets. But it's also interesting to see that these kind of major blue chip employers like Goldman Sachs and HSBC, mm. they're also, you know, we're seeing that north shoring trend yep. away from the capital. Yeah. Um, and I think it's to access that talent pool that we yep. just spoke about. But also, you know, it's it's a more beneficial financial situation for them as well to set up offices etc um okay so let's talk a bit more then about birmingham um i would say as a residential market it's slightly less developed than manchester um perhaps from a sort of build to rent perspective but i think that it certainly is a city that is gaining more and more traction and attention globally um we had the commonwealth games last year which always has a sort of lasting legacy on the property market within those cities it happened in manchester in 2002 um, and we're already sort of really starting to see that take effect but other factors like hs2 when that comes into effect i mean you got the train down from london today didn't you yeah up from oh, London yeah. um, to Manchester, and it takes just over two hours. Mm. But that will soon be a journey that I think will go to about 56 minutes or yeah. an hour and 11 minutes or something like that. Yeah. So I think we're suddenly in a situation where the the UK is getting a lot more connected. Mm. Um, and I think that does quite a lot for the property market, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I've said, talked about, uh, I don't want to go back to Manchester, but obviously the BBC have, have moved up here. Yeah. Had a, that's a key driver as well. Um, and obviously, you know, you know, there's the government policy is obviously trying to make make the the whole of the UK not so sort of London centric. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and obviously, HS2 is a, a key driver for that. So I'm absolutely you know sure that once HS2, and I know there's obviously a lot of you know political uh, talk about it, but yeah, ultimately once it's completed. Um, that will all be just talk and then th- things will move forward and there'll be lots of investment and therefore people, you know, money will follow it, you know, as, as you say, and, and um, you know, big, uh, you know, big uh, blue chip companies want to invest in those places yeah. and therefore, you know, we'll need 
uh, properties and places for for people to live uh, you know whether it's young people uh, people moving out and another trend that we've seen if you go back to during covid and our data did show that some people there was trends of people moving from like city centers out yeah you know, the race for space and, and all that type of thing because naturally people were you know in these uh you know living conditions and they had you know 18 months to consider their living conditions but yeah we're definitely seeing now people are coming back into the the cities uh, and also what we're seeing now is a lot of companies you know there was talk that you know no one's ever going to work in an office again mm-hmm. and i mean even anecdotally you know zoom uh you know uh also one of the, the the key beneficiaries during covid you know they're now telling their staff they have to come back into the office a couple of times a week wow, okay. um so that kind of t- tells you all you need to yeah. know that i think it's going to be important so and you know and all cities were always going to you know come back and bounce yeah. back um and i think as you say cities such as manchester birmingham um, you know, leads, um, you know, th- they're all going to do very well out of it, I'm sure. Absolutely. I think it is that kind of pent up demand effect, isn't it? Where we were yeah. all, as you say, forced into a lockdown for the best part of two years, really. Yeah. Um, that We are now seeing that city centre renaissance. People want to be on the doorstep of the action and go and, you know, go to yeah. bars and theatres and go out for food. Um, so how does the market then differ? I know you touched on it there, but mm. how does the market today differ Um sort of city centre versus rural and suburbs? Well, I think, you know, it's probably not that different to where we were before COVID in many respects. You know, I mean, you're going to have people that are going to, you know, get married, have children. They're going to look to move from the city centre out into the suburbs. Um, Maybe maybe they can afford now to go further out because they have to be in the office two, three times a week. Um, I know lots of people that are doing that, but they have to be near the city centre. So I think, yeah, it's going to... You know, in some respects, the trends will be the same. What, what, what the, the problem that really is under underpinning everything is that we're not building enough houses. Mm. Um, there isn't enough properties being built, you know, across both political parties. Everyone accepts that's the case. Um, so until we can, you know, address that, that factor and um, there's always going to be challenges and there's always going to be you know a need for properties um yeah. so i think that's really what i think you know and that's that whichever government is in place um that's something that they need to address because you know they're not and actually if anything um since covid we're, we're building less houses than you know than we needed to um, yeah. before i think it's a really good point i think there's over three hundred thousand properties per year needed just to meet existing yeah. demand yeah um, and I think a challenge that we can sometimes get with um, our investors is that people will see these big cities and they'll think there's so much development and regeneration going on. Mm. Are these markets going to become saturated in five mm. to 10 years? Yeah. And I think there's two points there. One is that, you know, the level of supply and demand imbalance, yeah. it's going to take a very long time to for that for that balance to sort of level out. Yeah, um, I also think the other thing is that so much of that sort of mass development, I mean, you only have to pull into Manchester or Birmingham on the train to see all the cranes and yeah, all the yeah. developments taking place. A lot of that is sort of concert venues and transport links and mm. office space, which of course is going to then enhance that need for it's, further yeah, housing. It. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. Catering more of it. I 100% agree. Um, and, and, you know, we, we have a growing population as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a growing, po- we have an aging population, but we also have a growing population. And so I think, you know, really when you look at what's needed across the whole, um, 
you know the whole spectrum you know we need more retirement homes we need more yeah. homes for you know for young professionals um, we, we need more rental properties for people that are more transient so there, there's 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 just generally means more property yeah. across whether that be rural locations or city center and yeah. so that i think you're right there's always going to be a demand in all of those areas but the city center is probably more so because that's where t- people tend to to drive to as you say because of work and things like that yeah i think it's a really interesting point though about that sort of life cycle yeah. each age group is always going to need somewhere to live yeah. um and something that vita group so select properties we're sort of of the same family okay. something that we look at is from student property with vita student um into that sort of postgraduate space yeah. into short-term lettings cohabiting yeah. right through to you know retirement and um kind of residential homes for people of that space but yeah i totally agree i think it's often an overlooked point that every demographic and age group needs somewhere to live 100 percent, yeah yeah and, and i think i think every demographic has probably got its own challenges you know if you look at it you know there's probably not enough uh places for later living but there's certainly not enough people for you know places for young professionals or you know young families yeah so there's a there's a big challenge from from a government perspective yeah. Okay. Um, so what are some of the key trends that you have seen this year? Um, from a techn- technological perspective, um, well, one of the things that we're really proud of um, is that we were the first UK portal to um, embrace uh, artificial intelligence. Okay. Um, so The buzzword of the year. The buzzword sure. of the year. <laughs> Although I'm not convinced if it, I mean, it certainly is a buzzword, but I, th- I don't think it's uh, a trend that's no. going to come and go. I think yeah. this one is certainly here to stay. For sure, yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I think with this one, I think there's enough uh, people that would uh, yeah. agree it's definitely here to stay. So yeah. I'm, I'm really encouraged that as a sort of a forward-thinking prop tech company, mm-hmm. we were the first uh, UK portal to do that. And obviously it's very early stages, um, but the fact that we have um, kind of embraced it uh, means that we're going to start learning a lot more. I think, you know, users of, you know, prop tech of property portals are going to want to engage with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that that's really exciting. Could um, you just talk me through it? So what? how does it work? What does it do? Yeah, no, absolutely good question. So, um, I mean, quite simply, You'll be able to go on to it's it's OTM um, spelled O T I E M, um, and so you can go on to to the, uh, the the platform either on desktop or on on uh, mobile and tablet. Okay. And so so use Manchester as an example. You'll be able to go in and say, "What what am I looking for?" Uh, and you can literally just free type. So I'm looking for a two bed rental okay. property. Uh, I'm looking for uh, I don't know a, a balcony. Anything that you want. And then you literally click on search and what it will do will then search through all of the listings which are in that that um, that area and it will then give you those properties. And one of the other sort of key features of our website is we have uh, something called a wish list. So if you weren't to use the artificial intelligence, you could go on, you could say, I want to filter um, in uh, Manchester properties between a thousand and fifteen hundred pounds and you put your key features. And what it will do is the first list will be everything that has all of your key features. So let's say three, okay. it give you three out of three, then it give you two out of three, then one. So it'd filter it that way. So it gives you your kind of top list and it does operates in a similar way with the artificial intelligence as well. So it'll give you the key things. So you'll still appear in that search yeah. if you don't have everything, 
but it will kind of filter it from the top to bottom. Okay, brilliant. Um, so it's very consultative and sort of just makes it as easy as possible for the user to find what they want. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the next iteration um, is obviously we'll want to bring in things like voice and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so as, as it evolves, we will evolve with it um, because, as, as I said, I think it's definitely uh, definitely going to sort of change the way that we live. That's, uh, that's, that's what I suspect anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I totally agree. Um, so a very difficult question that I always ask people last and nobody ever wants to answer it, um, but I'm <laughs> yeah. going to do it anyway. So where do you think in the sort of near future the property market is going to go? Can yeah. you sort of foresee any trends? I definitely agree with you. AI is here yeah. to stay. Yeah. But is there any sort of future trends that you I think, think from, from a technological perspective, absolutely. It's a, a, AI. I mean, we're always looking at ways that we can improve our website. I mean, one of the things that we've... Um, uh, updated which we're really pleased about is uh, there's now a greener choice feature okay um so any i mean i'm sure a lot of your properties are energy efficient yeah. um and again that will be really appealing to your investors and yeah. obviously to enter to tenants as well and so what that means is that anyone that's got um sort of uh, energy efficient features of their property so for example uh, ev chargers solar panels whatever it might be as long as that's listed within your property listing then that will appear as a, with a greener choice flag. Okay. And a lot of people will be interested yeah, in that. Definitely. I mean, that's certainly changed over the last, you know, uh, 18 months in terms of how much that's on people's agenda now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we, we, you know, with increased um, uh, uh, utility bills and things like that. Yeah. So, so from that perspective, um, that they're the things that trends from a market perspective. I say, I don't think anyone really knows what's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> no one predicted a pandemic and actually no one would have ever predicted that during the pandemic, we would have had the busiest housing market yeah. that we ever experienced. Um, so I think, you know, one thing that you can say is that the government are doing all they can to try and, you know, bring more stability. Um, we saw uh, yesterday that, um, uh, nationwide have um, brought that down their uh, their mortgage rates so yeah. hopefully we'll see a bit more stability in terms of the um, mortgage availability um, and that, that would be great for all of our customers to yeah. have a slightly more normalized stable market so uh, that's what we'll be hoping for okay brilliant um and i'm really glad actually that you just raised the sort of esg point about sustainability because yeah. i think it has massively gone up on the agenda for everyone. Yes. Um, I think if you're from an investor perspective, you have to consider that, you know, most renters of you know, the kind of typical rental generation mm. are getting more and more ethically conscious, environmentally conscious. It's yeah. an increasing priority of theirs, mm. but especially now, as you say, that it's impacting them financially with the yeah. energy bills. So I think this is now something that investors literally can't afford <laughs> to, ignore to ignore because... Yeah you know, you have to kind of cater to the demand of your renters. Um, but also with things like the EPC ratings, the regulations changing, you have to have an EPC rating of C or above. So yeah, I think definitely agree. That is a huge trend that is going to stay. And that, because, we, I mean, we, we, we pride ourselves on listening to, you know, consumers, yeah. our customers, and, and, you know, that is certainly very high on a lot of people's priority list so adding that feature to the website i think it's going to add a lot of value to both consumers and also to our customers that list their properties with on the market yeah which i think is quite interesting that there's that huge dichotomy between the ai side and a return to the planet i think it's quite an interesting thing for them to both be a, a huge trend at the moment absolutely um but john thank you so much that's been a really interesting conversation 
Um, Likewise. Yeah, and thank you. I'm sure everybody would have found that really useful. Um, So for everybody watching, please subscribe on your platform of choice. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. 